हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी यस माता जी या जॉइंट इन राइट ओके या पूजा माता जी Hare Krishna devotees, Dandavat Pranam, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Today we are so fortunate to have His Grace Ram Kritari Prabhuji from Mumbai. And today Prabhuji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 4, Verse 48. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dandavat Pranam, please take over the call. Hare Krishna. Can you hear me? Yes, Prabhuji. Yes. Yeah. Okay, thank you. So, thank you so much for um, having me in this service. We will start with the invocation. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam. Narayanam Namaskrityam Naram Jaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jaya Mudirayet Nashtaprayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevayam Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtaki So, reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 4, Text Number 48 Mayananta gune nante gunato guna vigrahaha yadasi tata evadya swayambhu samambhu tajam Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swamishka Prabhupada Shila Prabhupada Jai Translation I am the reservoir of unlimited potency and therefore I am known as unlimited or all-pervading. From my material energy, the cosmic manifestation appeared within me and in this universal manifestation appeared the chief being Lord Brahma who is your source and is not born of a material mother. Purport. This is a description of the history of the universal creation. The first cause is the Lord Himself, the Supreme Person. From Him Brahma is created and Brahma takes charge of the affairs of the universe. The, universe, the universal affairs of the material creation depend upon the material energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is therefore the cause of the material creation. The entire cosmic manifestation is described here in as Guna Vigraha, the form of the Lord's qualities. From the cosmic universal form, the first creation is Lord Brahma, 
who is the cause of all living entities. In this regard, Srila Madhvacharya describes the unlimited attributes of the Lord. Pratyekasho gunanam tu nissimmatvam udhiryate tadanantyam tu gunatas techanantahi shankhyaya atonanta guno vishnur gunatonanta yevacha parashya shaktir vividaiva shruyate the Lord has innumerable potencies, all of which are unlimited. Therefore, the Lord Himself and all His qualities, forms, pastimes and paraphernalia are also unlimited. Because Lord Vishnu has unlimited attributes, He is known as Ananta. Om Ajnana Yananjana Shalakayam Chakshurun Militam Yenam Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaham Namaham Vishnu Padayam Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityanandam Shri Advaita Gadadar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrindam Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Mayananta Gunayanante, Gunato Gunavigraha, Yadashita the Evadyam, Swayambu Samabhu Dajam. I am the reservoir of unlimited potency, and therefore I am known as unlimited are all pervading. From my material energy, the cosmic manifestation appeared within me. And in this universal manifestation appeared the chief being, Lord Brahma, who is your source. And is not born of a material mother. So this is a continuation of Lord's response to Prajapati Daksha after he offered this prayer called Hamsa Gohya prayer. As we all know, Prajapati Daksha performed extreme austerities for the welfare of the society at large and the Lord expresses to Daksha that it is also his desire that everyone within this world is happy 
one of the reason the lord is pleased with daksha is because daksha is working for the same agenda as the lord is working for whenever the lord see our thoughts and actions are swinging towards fulfilling the lord's desire he is very um, pleased and he is very moved because seldom people are able to think about others one always thinks about oneself expects others to love us but in return we don't reciprocate in general that is why chanakya pandita says matruvat paradareshu paradravyeshu lostravat आत्मवत्सर्वूतेषु या पश्यति सा पंडिता आत्मवत्सर्वूतेषु ए पर्सन ट्राइंग टू एम्पताइज in others shoes is something very special so the lord is acknowledging here so this prayer or this response from the lord is to acknowledge daksha's endeavor and to let him know that he has reached out to the right person and his desires will be fulfilled whenever you are aiming for something you always expect some sort of a signal some sort of an acknowledgement so the lord is acknowledging here that his prayers daksha's prayers fulfilled daksha being a transformed person performing this prayer for fulfilling his duties to fulfill one's duties is in itself a great agenda but fulfilling duties 
according to the satisfaction of the supreme lord for the pleasure of the supreme lord will be considered as a special act and that act is classified as devotion the de- general difference between one fulfilling his own duties and one fulfilling duties for the pleasure of the lord there's a big difference many times atheists scholars scientists even politicians they may be very proud to say and think that they have fulfilled their duties but that will give them good results that will give them they will get some accolades for that but fulfilling one's duty for the pleasure of the lord makes it special unique purifying as well as pleasing so in krishna consciousness once beginning of devotional journey happens one when somebody learns to perform his act activities actions duties for devotion it is still classified as bhakti because the lord is involved pleasure is considered as an important agenda to an extent that an extra endeavor is put in by the doer is appreciated by the lord so this is the context where we are in prajapati daksha stretched himself to reach out to the supreme lord perform the severe austerities as we studied in the beginning of this chapter for performing this hamsa guhya prayer prajapati daksha was preparing pretty hard and eventually did that prayer and attracted the supreme lord and the supreme lord is pleased both by his endeavor as well as about his mission <clears throat> we are going to discuss this current context into some sets of reflections the first being about the potency of the lord many times without without proper information with poor fund of knowledge we may try to understand the lord 
and the Lord's potency and the Lord's glories from a very very limited perspective. The idea is because of five different types of kleshas that are completely covering us five types of dirt the material body is overcast by five different kinds of miserable conditions Shila Prabhupada writes in the purport of 2nd canto, 9th chapter, 9th shloka. Prabhupada writes, Ignorance, material conception, attachment, hatred, absorption. These five things, Shla Prabhupada calls them, calls them as Kleshas and he says as long as one is overwhelmed by these five kinds of material miseries there is no question of entering Vaikuntha. So the reason we are you know discussing this is the Lord has to clarify the Lord chose to clarify who He is and how His potency is special and unique and unlimited and uncomprehendable by materialistic intelligence. Srila Prabhupada always refers this Dr. Frog about materialistic men's understanding about the Supreme Lord. The frog in the well, because of its novice about an ocean existing, is fearing or is not able to define, not able to explain is definitely not able to explain the challenges faced by or the situation faced by it's very important that one needs to understand the Supreme Lord is concerned about us and hence he is clarifying about himself, his energies. Otherwise, we will not be able to comprehend. And Prabhupada is giving the reason. So the first reflection is the importance of accepting the Lord as he is defining as great. The Lord is saying how great he is. 
because he is knowing our shortcomings these five kleshas ignorance material conception attachment hatred and absorption and these five kleshas or these five types of challenges is because of our material conditioning which does not condition the lord because the lord is explaining from my material energy the cosmic manifestation appeared within me and it is and in this universal form universal manifestation appeared all the other further expansions so prabhupada explains in second canto ninth chapter how the person who is purified visav is how a person who is not purified and is explaining the devotees who are not fully purified as well as the empiric philosophers become conditioned again during the creation for further purification such conditioned souls become liberated by further progress of devotional service to the lord purport 2.8.22 so my first reflection i want to say that it is important for us to recognize our conditioning important for us to recognize our limitations important for us to understand that we are directly linked and associated to the supreme lord by the lord's potency and not because of anything else so one need to as of now simply acknowledge his conditioning and surrender to the words of the supreme lord rather than subscribing to the so called materialistic ideologies because the current education system and the so called scholars their line of thought is centered around pratyaksha pramana they think that just because of things that are logically clear that they can comprehend things could be explained and understood that which is not logically clear cannot be true this is the scenario of many many men even those who are so called intelligent so this reflection is to counteract to establish the fact is that we are conditioned with these five types of kleshas with this conditioning we will not be able to comprehend who we are who the lord is what the universe is what is our duty hence it is important for us to accept 
the words of the lord and eventually try to function in the direction as the lord is giving so in that case daksha is in the right track this is the first reflection and that is why prophet says those who are not going to subscribe the purport of 2.8.22 i just read is to say the people those who are not subscribing they are not purified and they may have to go through the cycle for several iteration before they get the clarity the second is about the lord's glories in terms of his unlimited potency purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudashyate purnasya purnamataya purnam eva avashishyate as we all know the purpose of reading shrimad bhagavatam is to understand krishna's to bhagavan swayam krishna as the supreme personality of god and to understand krishna as the supreme personality of god there are several aspects of krishna one is krishna's swayam roopa second is krishna's tadekatma roopa third is krishna's aavesha roopa krishna's swayam roopa is about krishna himself as a shama sundara form his pastimes activities his relationship with his near and dear devotees this is all done by the lord's swayam roopa and krishna's administrative functions maintenance and several other administrative of this universe is taken care by krishna's expansions and expansions that is called tadekatma roopa and krishna's glories and implementation of krishna's instructions is done by his aavesha roopa that's why we call it sakti aavesha you can get these details in teachings of lord chaitanya chaitanya charitamrita explains this prabhat gives a wonderful summary in teachings of lord chaitanya chapter 6 7 8 and all so my second reflection is to explain this this unlimited potency of the lord that is been spoken about here is relevant for us to know the lord relate with the lord and be able to serve the lord so when we study isopanishad in bhakti shastri course the purpose of the upanishada the word upanishad means sitting close to a spiritual master spiritual authority self realized the soul and understanding the truth in tandem 
Upanishad means sitting close to a spiritual authority and trying to learn. And what are we trying to learn? We are trying to learn about the Supreme Lord and His glories. If you are not trying to learn, coming close to a self-realized soul, Upanishada, getting rid of our ignorance. That is why Upanishads are unique and Prabhupada says this Upanishad is the topmost of all the Upanishads. Different seers, different scholars see the Supreme Lord philosophy in different eyes. What they saw, why they saw, how they saw, they have defined in different Upanishads. But the topmost of the Upanishads, Isra Upanishad says, Purnamadam, Purnamidam, Purnat, Purnamudashyate. The Supreme Lord's potency is so unlimited, He always remains as a whole. He is never fragmented. His expansions, His expansions, expansions. And everything can come out of Him, but He still remains as a whole. Unlike the materialistic context. In materialistic phenomena, if you take a portion from a whole, then the whole doesn't remain as a whole. The whole substance, the whole matter, the whole thing, if you take something out of it in a materialistic context, it is divided. But in Krishna's case, it is not divided. In Krishna's case, it is continuing to remain as the supreme whole. So the second reflection here is to say, the glories of the Supreme Lord, as defined by the Supreme Lord, to understand His different energies and incarnations is very, very important. Isa Vashyam Idam Sarvam Yatkincha Jagatyam Jagat Tena Chaktena Bhunjitaha Ma Gridaha Kasya Sviddhanam Everything animate or inanimate that is within the universe is controlled and owned by the Lord. So this is very clearly explained by the Ishopanishad. So first it is saying how the Supreme Lord is the whole, supreme whole, perfect and complete. And he will remain complete and he is also the controller. And when we hear from the Supreme Lord Himself in this verse, it is re-established, it is restated. And these types of revelation, the Supreme Lord constantly do it time and again, repeatedly. Because we tend to forget. The reason we forget is, we are wanting to lord over the resources, that we have. The propensity to lord over within ourselves makes us tends to forget our Supreme Lord and His energies. So if we somehow or other able to come out of this lording over propensity and come to the mindset of being subservient of Lord's energies, then we are better situated. 
So my second reflection is to say that how the Supreme Lord's revelation about his own potency helps us in developing a relationship with the Supreme Lord. Developing understanding about the Supreme Lord. Developing submissiveness towards the Supreme Lord and his energies. The third and last reflection to help us to develop that sometimes just by going through this going through his energies going through his description about his glories activities and attributes helps Prabhupada gives his reference of Bhagavad Gita Shloka Parashya Shaktir Vividaiva Shruyate. He says the Lord has innumerable potencies, all of which are unlimited. Not that the Lord has got limitedness in his, in his unlimitedness. He is unlimitedly unlimited to an extent that all his eternal companions are still figuring out, still comprehending, but not able to. Ananta Sesha is saying, I am constantly witnessing the Lord, but still I am not able to comprehend, I will not be able to completely glorify His glories. It is ever increasing, ever expanding. It is only if the Lord wishes to reveal Himself, we will be able to see. That is why our prayers to glorify the Supreme Lord are important because by our prayers we will be requesting the Lord to fit Himself into our perspective. For example, we call the Lord as Pundari Kaksha, Kamala Nayana, Padmanabha. These are all describing about the Lord's attributes. Is the Lord's eyes, navel, beauty, lotus feet, is only to that much beauty of a lotus? No. He is much, much more beautiful. But when we are able to just state the Lord's beauty as beautiful, then we all have our own interpretation of what beauty is. But when we take the reference of Upanishads, scriptures, Puranas and Acharya's words with an example, with an comparison, at least the unlimited Lord's unlimited potencies, unlimited glories is brought to the a limited dimension so that we can comprehend. Technically speaking, his beauty is much, much, much more than a lotus. Much, much more than a sun. Much, much more than his... You cannot, there is no measuring scale. Yet and never, ever there can be a measuring scale which can measure the Lord's beauty or any attributes of the Lord. But still Acharya is glorified. 
why do the acharyas glorify they glorify to help us understand this particular verse because in this particular verse the lord is given given an aphorism a statement his potencies and energies and how unlimited they are and at the same time to that unlimited if we have to approach we have to develop relationship how are we going to develop relationship so we plead them like arjuna pleaded when arjuna was talking to krishna in bhagavad gita suddenly he asked krishna had to reveal his universal form then arjuna has to say krishna no no please come back to your old form i have to i have to correlate with you i have to relate with you i cannot just uh, you know look at this universal form i will be only scary so my third reflection is that when we are reading hearing some prayers about the supreme lord as many many you know episodes in shrimad bhagavatam glorifies the supreme lord's glories some of the glories that chitraketu is offering to the supreme lord he is calling the lord as ajita Uh, that he says you are unconquered by anyone conquered by your devotees he is calling the supreme lord as vibhavaha because he is saying why is saying vibhavaha he says that brahma and other creators have partial power to create but only you you have got the full power to create and control he is calling the supreme lord as dhruvam which means you exist in the past exist in the present you are going to exist eternally he is calling the lord as ananta which means you are unlimited in your potencies he is calling the lord as param isha which means all the ishas all the demigods all the lords are worshiping you and you are the lord of the supreme you are lord of the lord supreme personality of godhead so like that chitraketu is offering different prayers by these prayers by these words by these uh, um, adjectives he is helping us to relate the unlimited to a limited space and to add to this glory the lord performs some wonderful pastimes and these pastimes are also for us to relate with the lord unfortunately unscrupulous men who thinks the lord is just the effulgent he does not have any fixed form misses on this very important understanding that the lord is performing all this pastimes just for us to be able to relate with him build relationship with him and eventually be part of his unlimited leela and universe the jeevatma is part and parcel of this unlimited 
this jeevatma has got an eternal existence because of the conditioning the jeevatma is somehow toitering in this materialistic context so hence my third reflection is that as proper mentions in the last line of the purport therefore the lord himself and all his qualities forms past times and paraphernalia are also unlimited just because he is unlimited uh, we are not able to comprehend so his leela which is apparently you know seen as a limited uh, operating on a limited scale on a comprehensive scale is also unlimited because it is ever increasing anando maya abhyasa so it is ever increasing ever pleasing ever uh, uh, wonderful so my third reflection hence is to say that the lord who is unconquered at the same time being conquered the lord who is supremely talented and efficient while the demigods may be partially you know talented the lord is eternally existent he is also paramesha so that supreme lord let's all offer our prostrated obeisances and somehow or other sing his glories and try to get qualified to be able to be part of this unlimited pastimes so to summarize our conversation today we had three sets of reflections in this three sets of reflections we had uh, discussed about three attributes and three lessons from this current context where the supreme lord is appreciating daksha for his austerity because he is trying to perform that act which the lord is desiring the lord is performing and when daksha is offering this prayer the lord is revealing about himself and helping him in his cause so the first reflection is how normal materialistic persons are not able to comprehend the supreme lord because of their limitations the unlimited potency of the lord about which the lord is speaking here is not comprehensible by so called materialistic men because of five types of conditioning and so long as those conditionings are there a person will not be able to progress further and proper explains those five conditioning as number 1 ignorance number 2 material conception number 3 attachment number 4 hatred number 5 absorption and 
he is explaining that so long as one is overwhelmed with this, one will not be able to participate in the Vaikuntha. And second reflection that we had is about the importance of understanding the definition that the Lord is giving here because it is part of our Srimad Bhagavatam's purpose to understand Krishna's to Bhagavan's Vayam. While the Lord is Supreme Lord, He has different rupa for different functions. His Vayam rupa is for His Leela. His Tadekadma Rupa is for his administration. His Avesha Rupa is for his implementation of his instructions in general. There are many details to this. To simplify, I said this. And all these different aspects of the Lord's forms and attributes, this technical information helps us to develop respect and surrender unto him. And the last part of the reflection is about the unlimited form of the Lord who is not accessible by materialistic intelligence or senses. He is accessible by prayers. is accessible by Vaishnavas and their uh, help when they are defining the Lord as Ajita, Vibhava, by defining like that, by explaining his attributes, one is able to definitely come closer to the Lord and that unlimited Lord is coming for our sake to a limited spectrum and helping us to develop relationship with Him, bond with Him, elevate ourselves from this five kleshas and eventually gets us situated into the, in, into the unlimited paradigm. So, we are very thankful to Shla Prabhupada to have given his Bhakti Vedanta purports without which we will not be able to comprehend some of these uh, aphorisms and statements of the Lord. So, with this, we'll stop here and take up any questions or comments or reflections from this current context. Hare Krishna, Grantara Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Satai Gaura Premanande Hari Hari Bol. Anybody has any questions or comments or reflections? Hare Krishna Prabhupada Janna Pranam always Sri Prabhupada. Such a nice class. Your reflections point by point and they're so nice and so uh, 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 so uh, 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 so that we are able to relate uh, uh, to the subject matter so nicely. Uh, your assistance is so much valid. As you are saying, I think about that uh, first uh, unless the Lord reveals himself then unless the Lord reveals it, we cannot know. 
with our little intelligence so only way is the bhakti so that uh, the lord is merciful upon us and then i was remembering uh, about the various people will be uh, perceiving lord in different ways uh, but each of them has their own own each unique way but as long as the bhakti is there they are all good i was thinking about this mahaprabhu uh, uh, in south india too he was seeing uh, that uh, illiterate brahmana reading the bhagavad gita upside down and uh, with the tears in his eyes his only reflection uh, that he held in his heart was uh, how the lord is so merciful so uh, so affectionate to devotees they became the charioteer of his uh, so that was his that was his uh, bhava that was his rasa that was sufficient for um, uh, mahaprabhu to bless him uh, with uh, that saying him that you are realized uh, your purpose of uh, bhagavad gita, reading bhagavad gita is achieved you do not need to be uh, i mean uh, your purpose is achieved so uh, that uh, i think uh, uh, so yes lord is so merciful he accepts uh, the limitations of all of us and yet yeah, he uh, whenever you are trying to please him with whatever little way whatever your capacity we have uh he reciprocates yeah uh, tamam pravadanta like that uh vidurani he was giving the banana peel lord was still happy with it as long as because it was tinted with love and devotion thank you very kind of thank you so much Roji, for your appreciation uh, all best to sapapad i guess um, we have long way to go to even uh, you know even scratch the surface of uh, the glories and the content of shrimad bhagavatam but because of bhakti vedanta purports we have some hope maybe any other thoughts comments reflections hari krishna prabhu ji madanat pranam to you shri prakat ki jai guru maharaj ki jai so prabhu ji like uh, you know when uh, when we think of uh, uh, you know like when we do bhakti so krishna is uh, very pleased and uh, he you know showers his mercy on us but the mercy uh, normally we see uh, we can only perceive in the form like uh, in the material form that we got this we got that it's very hard to perceive uh, you know uh, while we are doing bhakti the same mercy coming to us like how this i'm just talk about myself that how you know uh, like my chanting is improving or i'm reading a lot or there is good association of devotees regular basis so we are always perceiving the mercy in the material uh, point of view you know okay i got this like one mataji was telling me yesterday in uh, last sunday uh, the you know she was saying i was i went to a like she's she's into krishna consciousness she's chanting 16 rounds she said like uh, you know i go to a store and uh, you know i have a like very small feet so i went there and i you know i don't know how uh, there was only one pair of shoes lying there and they fit me so i felt as if krishna has uh, you know left those uh, for me <laughs> so she was thinking like that and sometimes it happens we go somewhere and then we feel oh like you know we are lucky here so i'm just giving an example so in the material point of view we say oh krishna like you know i was at my shoes are torn and i got this pair and there was only this size only one pair left and i think you left it for us so we perceive krishna's mercy in the material material form more than because we have a material body mind is material you know everything is material 
So how can we conceive uh, the mercy of Krishna from spiritual point of view while living in the material world? It is like, a, you know, when a child in the earlier days, um, I mean, as, as, a, as a child will not be able to understand um, uh, the love of a parent. Sometimes the love of a parent comes in the form of uh, scolding, sometimes uh, disciplining. Uh, so the child initially in the earlier days or the younger days will be wondering uh, why my father is, uh, mother is rude to me. But the same child, when the child, uh, you know, grow up, will be uh, able to co- correlate and comprehend how my father and mother were so kind to me then. So many a times we are not able to understand uh, the Lord's mercy because of our own conditioning. That is why it is the uh, easiest process that is recommended is somehow develop love for the God. So today we are not, if typically speaking, let me understand the Lord appreciate the Lord, serve the Lord and go to the Lord. It is very difficult. So I cannot understand the Lord. If I can't understand, then I can't appreciate. If I can't appreciate, I cannot serve. If I can't serve, I can't go. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and all the Gaudiya Vaishacharyas came knowing our conditioning, knowing our shortcoming. They gave a process saying that at least get attracted to the Lord. Somehow say, wow, Krishna is beautiful. Wow, Krishna's uh, singings are attractive, beautiful, wonderful, holy name is pleasing. Even though we may not understand who, who the Lord is, at least somehow or other develop love for Him. For example, when Srila Prabhupada was in, in, uh, in New York in 1965-66, several people at that time did not understand what Prabhupada spoke. They didn't relate with what Srila Prabhupada spoke. They were finding it difficult to understand his accent. But they could understand that whatever Swamiji is doing, it is for us. It is not for him. So they definitely loved him. Because they loved him, because they kind of uh, got attached to him, then they started to understand him, appreciate him, serve him, then dedicate themselves for him. That is how we are also supposed to do. In this material world, we will not be able to go by, you know, empirical, analytical methodology because we are so conditioned people. But if we take the easiest route, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was given, sing, dance and enjoy and develop attachment towards the Supreme Lord and His devotees and His holy name, then you will be able to comprehend certain other things later. So, the secret of going fast in this devotional life is given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu only. That is why he is called Mahavadanya. Making sense? Yes, Prabhuji. And like you said, uh, uh, you know, said to dance, sing. So, you know, that is something which everyone enjoys. It's a part of a, uh, like Indian culture, you know. It has always been a part of Indian culture, which is spread out to the whole world, uh, you know, through Srila Prabhupada. So, yes, definitely. I mean, you know, sometimes we are reluctant that uh, to go to the temple, but once we go there and then we come back to the temple, we are so, you, uh, you know, like uh, uh, happy because we met devotees and, you know, so it's just that we have to continue with our uh, path and uh, not worry about, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, Krishna fulfilling, like only our material desires and getting happy. We should, 
you know, like uh, this thing. So yeah, thank you so much, Prabhuji. I'm giving the example of a child. Uh, we are actually children of Krishna. So, you know, uh, I like that example of the father, you know, because we at a certain time, even when, you know, sometimes you feel that the children are in teenage, you know, they uh, they become, like they say, after the age of 12, you know, you uh, become friends with them till they come to the adulthood. So there is always this, uh, you know, they're not able to understand the parents, how much the parents are doing. And, uh, you know, this is, this is how Krishna is doing so much for us. So we are in that age, that childhood age, for myself I'm saying, uh, it's good to see time, but uh, yes, and also one point you mentioned about glorifying Krishna, wherever you get a chance, you know, glorify Krishna through holy name, through appreciating the devotees, uh, the, devotees the deities, and uh, so that way Krishna will be happy. So, yeah, there is so much to it. It's just not one thing, you know. We have so much attached to, uh, we have prasadam, we have uh, so many things, uh, you know, and thank you so much for mentioning about Srila Prabhupada that he, you know, initially people, uh, they realize that he's come here to give and not to take. Because the other yogis would come and they were seeing their own benefit, but Srila Prabhupada was not seeing his own benefit. He was just uh, giving uh, to others, you know, which was recognized by so many people here in the USA, in America, in the New York, Boston area. So that's how the movement started growing from there. Uh, so we're really thankful for USA, you know, <laughs> that uh, 